and welcome back to another week of His and Hers, a marriage of opinions. Um, thank you so much to everyone. Oh, actually, first of all, I should say, I'm Megan Taylor, and this is... Liam Grimley. And we're back for another week. We think we're going to be doing this fortnightly, so um, yeah, bear with us and keep subscribing. Your um, comments have been incredible. It's been so nice, hasn't it? It's been lovely to get the feedback and um, so many people listening already. It's lovely. Yeah. Also, we have five stars, which is incredible on yeah. iTunes. But if you could all start um, maybe writing a review as well, that would be pretty awesome. Yeah, if you're kind enough to pop along to your iTunes and give us five stars and maybe uh, write something nice too, that would be amazing. Yeah. We'd like to keep the five star thing going. Um, <laughs> If you think we're almost five stars, give us five stars anyway, and uh, then send us a little uh, private message to see yeah. how, how can we get better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so we're just going to kind of start by rounding up what we've been up to in the last couple of weeks, a week or two. I can't two remember. weeks. Yeah, in the last two weeks. So um, a big thing for us is we are looking to move house. So um, <laughs> we've we found an estate agent that we like, um, and it's up on Zoopla. Yeah, go and look at our house. We're not going to tell you <laughs> no, which one it is. No, don't. We're not going to tell you which one it is. But yeah, um, yeah it's uh, surprising. Uh, well, it's, but they always say, don't they, that it's one of the big things you can do in life. You know, things like getting married, moving house and all that. And yeah, it's stressful, but we're having a good time doing it as well. Yeah. I mean, last Sunday, it we probably spent the whole day tidying our house well enough that our photos could be taken the next day. And it, it took a lot out of us, didn't it? Yeah. Not just the heavy lifting, but you know, yeah, <laughs> cleaning and tidying. But we thought, yeah, we'll strip everything out, make everything nice and simple and clear. And then um, the uh, the good people at our estate agents, the whole team came around to take the pictures, and they yeah. took even more away. Yeah. So um, they were like a machine. They literally like they came in, took everything out that they thought was a little bit cluttery, and then put it all back into position straight after the photo was taken. They were, they were amazing. It's very impressive. They make a good cleaning team. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so that was like a major thing that happened. Um, it was my cousins, the twins, it was their 21st birthday, so we've been celebrating with them all week long. <laughs> yes, this, this week has been a big week, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, um, multiple parties. Um, and last night was the last party for it. And a few more drinks than usual for us. But, yeah, uh, that was a lot to drink last night. Um, so we're probably um, maybe a little lacklustre. I hope we're not, but um, we might be. <laughs> So yeah, it's been uh, it has been a big big couple of weeks. I think that's why we've realised certainly for now, uh, one podcast every two weeks will yeah. be um, it'll be good podcasts worth listening to. Yeah, um, and I'm going to quickly ask the question from the Love and Sex book um, for this week, and the one I'm going to do is number eighty nine. If you happen to have the book yourself, um, I actually think I saw this book the first time on The Hills or The City or something and Lauren Conrad had it and I had to go and get it. I always thought like that fun. you got it off the front of a Cosmo mag or something. No, 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 it's a real book. I actually paid for it. Um, I think it's on Amazon for like 99p so if you want a copy for yourself it's quite a good conversation starter with friends and stuff if you're having a, a bit of a stifled evening and um, anyway number 89 would you rather your lover had a beautiful face and an average body or an average face and a beautiful body liam hmm. no pressure well you'd have to think about it being about me just like in the past or like just general your your head okay well i'm a romantic yeah um no of course i think of you but i was gonna say i'm i'm blessed to have both 
Uh, might do well said. But um, I've always been a face guy, I think. Uh, you know, um, even as someone who works in the health and fitness industry. Yeah, absolutely. Um, even before I worked in in health and fitness, I think that um, you know we wear clothes these days, and when you meet people, <laughs> the the face, um, you know, visually is the first thing you see, and um, you know, a, a smiling, pretty face is is, is lovely. I think if you, I don't know, saw someone from behind or um, you couldn't see their face and you thought, you know, that's that person's got a great figure, um, you know, it's it's that's nice. Um, I'm a bit less of a lad like that. I wouldn't um, be massively into that as much as a great face with an okay body, which I think is what the question is saying. So um, the short answer is face. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm the same because... You also yeah. have a husband with a beautiful body and a beautiful face. Because you're super hot. <laughs> um, it's it's that thing of like yeah, everyone's wearing clothes all the time, so it doesn't really matter. So, and it's all down to personal opinion. Everyone likes a different body, um, so you just choose the one that suits you. But if if you had a really dreadful body, I'd still love you because it's personality. For me, it's more about the personality. Um, but actually, my biggest thing is teeth. Um, and if people have got bad teeth, I, I don't know. I don't know if I could kiss them. It's good for me because... You've got nice teeth. My teeth are okay, <laughs> and hopefully you're not going to kiss anyone else. No. I think that it would be... Well, two things. You just mentioned personality, which yeah. is not part of the question. No, but, no, but that's... I went for face. Yeah. But I think that personality would actually kind of override and if you had a bad face and a bad body. Yeah. Uh, but bad body is down to bad face and bad body is down to personal opinion, isn't it? Oh, it's all subjective. I think I that's the word subjective. I would ultimately say um, I'm not a big fan of you know general uh, option. Yeah, what do you call it? Elective um, cosmetic surgery oh, for, yeah. for like changing the way you look on your face. Um, I'm totally down with it if someone is, uh, has a, a major problem, an injury, that kind of thing. But anyway, um, you typically can't change your face. You can work with what you have, you know, you can groom or you can, if you're a lady, you can apply appropriate makeup and some men, um, but you, you can do more with your body. Yeah. So um, if you... That's true, a, yeah, you can work a, on it. Yeah, if you've got a, a good face, but maybe you've let yourself uh, get a little bit out of shape, you can you can work on that. Yeah, that's true. No, I think um, a face is something that you're going to look at more than the body. Like, in general, even when people are wearing clothes, you don't tend to look at their body, you tend to look at, well, I personally am like an eagle to a pretty item of clothing or a pretty item of jewelry or something like that, or a bag. And yeah, I'll probably stare at the girl over the guy, even though I'm straight. Like I would stare, I would stare at the fashion. Mm. Um, <laughs> I immediately be like, oh, that's a really cute t-shirt. Oh, that's an amazing bag. Well, you and I were yeah. dressed up the other night. We'll come yeah. to that in a minute. Um, and I think we've, both make good effort and look pretty smart. <laughs> yeah. And I noticed that... Um, Check out our Instagram to see what we're wearing. <laughs> guys and girls were definitely drawn to you. Um, I don't know what that is, you know, but um, I think people are drawn to a pretty girl. Um, you know, a guy who is a lot better looking and dressed up is, is just not such a draw to the eye. Guys, I guys and girls look You were wearing a bow tie and I think a lot more people look at you wearing a bow tie than they do in your sporty clothes because it's James Bond, isn't it? It's, it's more <laughs> sexy and exciting, I mm. think. People are looking at you. <laughs> and you. 
Anyway, um, so another thing that we also got up to this week was we went to the UK Blog Awards and um, it is because of that we've decided this week to talk about the whole kind of blog award type thing. Um, is it good? Should you do it? Is it bad? What are Should the you not do it? Yeah. yeah what are positives? What are the negatives? Um, yeah. It's not yeah. just about UK blog awards either. And actually, it's kind of relevant to all award ceremonies in general, yeah. like prize givings at school and... Any industry. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I mean, we did just do the UK blog awards. Um, there's also other ones like Blogosphere, Beauty Influencers Award. Um, what else is it called? Cosmo Awards. Cosmo awards. Um, there must be some sporty specialist ones. I don't know. Um Maybe. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, luckily for me, these award things like Blogosphere came to me. Not Blogosphere, I wish. No, Blogosphere hasn't come to me. Um, <laughs> UK Blog Awards, they came to me last year and I got nominated. Um, and also the same one with the Beauty Influencers Award. I was a finalist in that. And, and again, like the, these things have come to me, whereas I don't know about any others. But for me personally, I don't like competition that I can't control. It's this is like we were saying the other night. We were saying it's very speculative and down people's per- yeah. Yeah. But also speculative, isn't it? Are we speculating? I don't know, but people can speculate whether it's a good or bad blog, can't they? Yeah. Well, you're um. Yes. So yeah. But it's subjective, isn't it? There's a set of subjective um, criteria you're being judged on, and then even still, you've then got a person or a panel of people who decide, you know, hopefully they decide who meets these criteria, and amongst them, who are the best, or who do I, who did I enjoy reading, yeah. or visually, etc. For the, for these reasons. But it tends to be that if you're a finalist, you all have you are all going to meet the criteria, most yeah. of the time. Yeah, you hope so. I mean, I think that. Um, the UK Blog Awards was, um, was an excellent event and um, it's not just one night, it's a whole lead up thing and you've got um, yeah. a whole Twitter community. and, and It's um, a very, very long drawn out process to be honest. Mm. Um, I think that I have heard some people say that the Blog Awards, the UK Blog Awards in, in particular can actually kind of take your eye off the ball and be very distracting and I found that a little bit to a certain extent but also it has for two years it's made me up my game because you know that you've got a judging period so you know that your blog's going to be on show for i think it was two weeks right so you do want to by the way we were both finalists um in this year's and um last year's and it was it's it's a lot of work but you do your blog does get it does improve doesn't it yeah well for me it was it was learning curve i was um lucky enough to be nominated um last year for the UK Blog Awards. Yeah. Um, I wasn't shortlisted as a finalist, but I came along for the journey with you to support you, and you received an award, for, uh, highly commended in your category, and um, and that was very exciting. For me to see the the vibe from the inside, because I was quite new to the blogging world at the time, yeah. and um, I was inspired by you know everyone's enthusiasm and... Um, Overall, there were a lot of really nice people, weren't yeah, they? And yeah. there's most of the people were very supportive of one another. Yeah, that was nice to nice. see. And, and I think this year was particularly for you, know, we were, as Megan said, we were both there as finalists. And um, for me to get to the, that stage of being you know, a finalist and yeah. you know, sitting there wondering if I might win something um, was very exciting. And um, I was nervous of both of us. 
Yeah. But it was, a, it was an opportunity to, to, to take your, you know, all that energy that everyone brings. And also we were surrounded by people of all sorts of, um, you know, blogging experience and we made some friends and yeah there were yeah. some really lovely people and um, just so you all know if you don't know about the process of the UK blog awards you get nominated by someone or you can even put yourself up for it but then you have to go through a whole public voting stage and there are thousands of bloggers that put themselves forward or get nominated originally but only a select few actually get into the finals so mm -hmm. it's a huge deal to even be a finalist that there's only eight of you in your category um, and then only two people get an award from your category so mm -hmm. it's a it's a big achievement to be a finalist and I think it is a great thing to do I personally don't think I'll do it again next year I think I don't enjoy that competition where like when you're doing a sporty race you can get better you can get more fit you can go and then run faster or something and you're in control of it but whereas when you're putting your blog up for um nomination it's harsh isn't it because you've got someone that might not like your style yeah. and actually it's just their opinion the next judge could think you're out of this world incredible it's just so personal yeah i think it's um it's funny isn't it i i we talked about this before and i think i and definitely on the same page as you with regard to competition as we know it as more sporty types yeah you prepare and then on the day hopefully you're ready to go and do your best and um <clears throat> if you put yourself out there and you go hard and you know go through the pain barrier or whatever it is you've got to do if you outperform everybody else on the day you um you hopefully you're the winner but yeah when you're being judged subjectively by people who you know may have different ideas of what a good blog is or maybe their interests come into it, I don't know. Um, I, uh, I, f yeah, I find it strange because yeah. you feel that it's out of your hands, you've done all you can and I think um, to what you were saying before, that, that in a way focused me. So last year I was new to blogging and my blog was fairly weak. I think I wasn't blogging regularly. Um, I was still finding my feet a little bit with um, my content and appearance and stuff with a lot of help from you because that's what you're really good at. I. <laughs> got better and I have a formula I tried to blog more regularly and right up to the sort of blogging deadline I um I put in really real concerted effort and blogged more regularly than I had done and it was great and I was really proud of my work but I kind of burnt myself out a little bit but it did make you up your game <laughs> it did so the positives were that um I was more organized I upped my game and and I got it out there but I think that I then was kind of exhausted myself a little bit and lost a little bit of that sort of um, enthusiasm, just a smidge. And I haven't blogged regularly since that end date. So mm. it focused me in the short term. But then I kind of felt like um, I forced myself to be a little bit exhausted from it. And do you, know? you feel like because you didn't win on Friday that you're more determined or disheartened and you can't be bothered anymore? Like, how's it made you feel? Well, a mix, mix of emotions. Of course, you when you lose... Um, you're, you're, you know, you're gutted. You just you didn't know. win, though. You didn't lose. <laughs> you're still a finalist. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You f you failed to win the prize, and you think, okay, someone didn't like what I did as much as they liked someone else's. What can I do to get better? I, I, I it's, uh, to compare to sport again. I think, okay, I didn't win today. I need to do better and come back. So, I would, most likely, I'll enter the blog awards and um, again next year. Again next year, most likely. Um, it's my first proper crack at it, and I think 
as they were reading the uh, results, I thought to myself, I, I don't really quite feel I deserve it. I think that there's definitely more. Really? I, could have, I think there's more I could have done to, um, to be, you know, quote unquote, a better blogger. Mm. You know, I, I'm, quite, I'm my own harshest critic, as a lot of us are, but I felt that, yeah, I, I think if I were to win next year, and fingers crossed I'll be more successful, um, it will feel huge. Whereas this year I would have felt like I'd snuck it, you know? So I think that it's left me feeling um, a need to refocus, um, be That's more organised, you know, get that blogging diary out, which... Oh yeah, I did a blog on that on Friday, just so everyone knows, how to plan your blog content. Well, I'm I'm serious, I'm going to reread your blog on that, I'm going to get out my blog diary that you um, got me at the beginning of the year, which helped me so much before, Mm. I'm going to schedule in the time in my diary to write my content, do those blogs, Um, because it's easy to get busy, you know, as with many people, you have a day job, I've got clients to see, my diary is quite... um, uneven it's quite unpredictable sometimes because you have to see people when they want to be seen but I need to put in the time to do that and I think that the disappointment has made me more than anything want to focus and do a better job and but I would say I don't want to change what I'm doing in regards to what I'm writing about uh, the style of my writing because I have to remember I first started writing a blog because I have some very particular ideas about health and fitness um, and very strong views about um, what is healthy and what is not. And I wanted to just get that out there so that people have somewhere they can come and read what I think is good, healthy advice. Mm. And I want to keep doing that. <clears throat> I want to make sure I don't change me to try and win something because it's, I don't blog so I can win awards. Yeah, so you're just um, using it as a way to kind of better yourself. You're not going to... Yeah. Uh, you, we already know that you great, write great content so it's just about getting it seen a little bit more as well yeah there there are advantages to the blog awards so I've thought you know if I'm successful and win an award you're going to get a little bit more attention you know it's going to be uh, sort of published it's going to be out there so and so has won an award Um, people are going to be interested brands are more likely to um, perhaps be keen to collaborate and since um, I've just been signed by um, a blogging agency which is very exciting um, your blogging agency actually <laughs> um, so I was sort of thinking maybe get a bit ahead of myself all that really exciting I've got that new representation and an award would just add to that kind of it you know, would but it also it's not the be all or end all having awards to your name like when I became a finalist in both years of the UK blog awards and also the beauty influencers awards it did increase the amount of emails I got from PRs and brands that were interested in me, mm-hmm. but that wasn't why they were getting in touch, I don't believe. I think they were getting in touch because they saw my name somewhere, and therefore I was on their radar and they knew I was active in the community, which yeah. I think is incredible. Um, but another thing is that you've got not just the UK Blog Awards, but you've also got the... Um, like the Cosmo Influencer Awards, they've now, I think they've renamed it the Influencer Awards, which I know a lot of people don't like. They like to be called a content creator instead, which I understand totally. Um, but that awards, I think, I believe, there was only one category in their awards where you didn't have to have a certain amount of followers to enter. So huh. I can't remember how many it was. I think it might have been 10,000 followers you had to have on one of your platforms okay. to enter 
into the competition. And so therefore, what people were getting very angry about was people could have bought their followers, people could have... Um, well, it kind of, it meant that well, a lot of people have said, uh, through kind of li listening and reading on um, Twitter, was that Cosmopolitan were trying to get all the influencers that had a lot of followers, therefore it boosted their profile in the meantime, because <laughs> those people had a better reach, um, but it doesn't necessarily make you a better blogger no, that's, by having a lot of followers. That's speculative. <laughs> yeah, it really is. I mean... A little cynical. I think, yeah. um, I suspect that someone said, look, there's a lot of content creators, influencers, if you will, out there, um, if we draw a line at 10,000 um, or, or above, a little bit. Yeah, you haven't got such a massive number of people to, to select from. That's <clears> true. And yeah. it's a shame. It's an arbitrary number. Someone's just said, boom, 10,000. And I think that was, by the way, everyone. Or, or, yeah, or, <laughs> it was a lot of followers. Number, wherever that number is, it's. I, I would have thought that's probably the justification because um, it, it makes good sense. How can you process, you know, everyone, almost everyone and their dog has got Instagram, Twitter, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, yeah, it's like any, like, like drawing a line on anything. I don't know, the, making the cut in a, in a golf match or whatever it is, you know, you, you have to draw a line somewhere. And there's probably a number of people below that line that are um, more genuine. Maybe they're better at doing what they do than some schmo who's above that line who's just yeah. got lucky. But to your point, I think that it is a real shame that you have to ask the question about buying followers buying you know likes and stuff because um i don't know, i think everyone knows that it that it happens mm -hmm. um and also the cutting of um well not cutting i don't know what you call it but the, the api thing with social blade so therefore social blade doesn't work anymore so you mm -hmm. can't kind of tell well, yeah, um, so you can't really tell if someone's bought followers um I mean, I think you can work it out, but it's quite tricky to there tell. Because, yeah. But there's a thing that you shared with me about, you know, kind of how to spot a fake Instagram or whatever. And the one of the examples was, um, which I can see where they're coming from, was sudden um, massive growth or something like that. And, and that makes yeah. sense. But then you told me just um, a week or so ago um, about the um, young woman who had a great idea to do those um, templates, templates yeah. and suddenly everyone thought, wow, she's doing something really exciting and she became a sensation and it was, yeah, that her. gave her a big leap. So she might look like a faker, but we know that she's not. Or well, we think she's not. <laughs> yeah, well, I really don't think she, she is. Yeah, it looks, to all intents and purposes, like she had a great idea yeah. and it, it took off and good, good for her. But by some people's standards, they might say, oh, she might be a faker, but um, yeah. that would be, I think that would be unfair. Well, yeah, so, like whenever I've collaborated with a brand, like I did that thing for Ren where I was taking over their stories and mm -hmm. that day alone, I think I've got 200 new followers. Um, and then the next day, I think I still had maybe another 100. And then after that, their stories had gone. They kept it in their um, highlights, but I don't believe I was getting any more people from that. Mm. Um, so you can, I, I think before you try and shout someone out, I think you should check they might have had some press. Although that's a whole other story. We could we could go on about um, fake Instagram <laughs> fakers and yeah. everything another time. But what we were saying is that Cosmopolitan, I mean, I think they're trying to make keep it quite prestigious. I mean, I think Zoella's first ever award was the Cosmo Awards. And, and a lot of really big talent, they do seem to have got a Cosmopolitan Award. So um, yeah, that would be a nice one. I don't think yeah. they've got men in it which obviously is a female magazine, but 
it's sad because actually they they do have like the fashion category the fitness i think they have fitness um the vlogger mm. why does it have to be just a girl i don't know well yeah keeping keeping it back on topic you know for me the idea of a blog awards and the, the advantages of having award ceremonies for any industry indeed is i think that you might be able to gain some recognition or um, interest in areas that are not that big so i think i saw fewer young males at the blog awards this year than last year and um your your friend james from um uh, from blogging and, and instagram yeah um, he was a finalist with me last year he uh, he and i met for the first time last year and it was interesting talking to him about you know men's style men's fashion and it's not a big it's not a big area and i think it's yeah it's a shame you maybe they've got some men's awards maybe we just don't know about them i don't maybe i don't think so i feel like we would know about them if they existed mm. i think hopefully um as awards like the UK Blog Awards, um, Blogosphere, uh, I don't know as well, not been involved, but and, and any other um, you know, content influencer type awards, um, as they become established and hopefully more respected, I think it will give more um, sort of uh, respect, if you will, you know, value to the industry, uh, so to speak. So um, if you've got one, ideally probably three prestigious award ceremonies that are respected and people understand that they judge well um, mm. people that gain awards from there can can gain great sort of um, you know step up from those you know I try <laughs> making a, a bit of a slightly um, funny parallel but let's say film you know movie awards if you've got uh, Golden Globes Oscars um, you know BAFTAs for example uh, just three examples of, you know if, if people are recognised by those they're seen as well, they really are good. Yeah, I think if an actress or an actor wins an Oscar, their earning power has just gone sky high, hasn't it? Yeah, because people see it as a standard. And I think that's maybe, that's not a bad word for it. In, in the blogging world, for example, I think to have some kind of standard, you know, to have, because it's not something that is regulated. You know, I, so I, I come yeah. from a more clinical, scientific, medical type background. So what I tend to do in practice is is governed or there are sort of regulatory um, things. And if you do, if you, if you don't keep up a good standard or you do something silly, you get a smack on the wrist or you can get in big trouble. Um, whereas I think blogging is it's tough, isn't it? But, you know, how do you control it? But blogging, I think, will benefit from having a standard. Yeah, I wonder what that would be. Yeah. But with the sporting world in blogging, it's there's a lot of influencers out there at the moment that are preaching stuff that isn't actually really that safe and that's a bit of a worry but I suppose that's something for another day anyway it's quite a big thing that we yeah. I'm sure both of us could go on about for ages especially well, you. <laughs> no I think it's definitely something for for a future podcast but if anyone listening wants to uh, add to that or has a point on that or anything else for that matter but yeah. um, I, I, I obviously see it from from my point of view um, being someone in the industry but you know, um, have you ever had advice or read something, seen something from a blogger or Instagram or whatever, and uh, and maybe it hasn't gone as planned? I don't know. Yeah. Because um, that's certainly something that, that could do with a bit of regulation. Yeah, definitely. But um, yeah. I, th- I mean, what's your final thought? Would do you think blog awards are a good idea? I think they are. You know, um, we've had some ups and downs with um, being successful, being unsuccessful. The the kind of stress about it, but I think with anything, I think ultimately, as we've said, I think it's given us some focus. Mm-hmm. Um, it's given you something to aim for with with an end date, so to speak, so you can have a focus period. 
and then you learn something from that experience and take it away into the next focus period. Yeah, I totally agree. But I am quite pleased that that moment of our lives is over for now because now we can focus on more exciting things that maybe have come from that as well. But um, it's time to move on, I think. And yeah, on that note, that is all for today. Do get in touch if you've got any questions on blogging or fitness or food or fashion or beauty. And, um, or if you've just got some nice comments, just leave them in the comments section and the review section or get in touch with us on Instagram. I'm at it's Megan Taylor. And on Instagram, I am Elevate Sport. So um, have a lovely week or two. We will see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.